Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of O Jeremiah Talks, the podcast where your favorite indie duo sit down and talk about movies, music, TV, and our feelings. This week on the podcast, we talk about the Golden Globes. And yes, there was plenty of Zoom at the Golden Globes this year. And we talk about Aaron and I went to see a movie for the first time, if you can believe it, in a year. We went to see The Breakfast Club. It was one of those flashback Friday things. And no one else was in the theater. It was amazing. Uh, we had never seen The Breakfast Club before, and we had a wonderful time. If you want more stuff like this, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ojeremiah. We have brand new songs, and we also have extra content on every podcast. So go check that out. It's all on our Patreon page. You can go to ojeremiahtalks.com or just search for us on Patreon. It's all there, I promise. Okay, let's get into it. Oh, Jeremiah Talks. Let's go. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I want to get together. Yeah. Hello, my love. What's we up? We did it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're um, back. Happy you know, Monday for us, Wednesday for the world. There, there it is, yeah. yeah. So, I'm at home all this week, and I it know. feels like the old days. I know. Can I be honest with you? I've gotten in a really nice rhythm of you going to work like from 10 to 2. And so I was a little bit nervous today that we would step on each other's toes a little bit more than we have. But I think we I think we did really well. Yeah, we also haven't seen each other like as much as if I were at work today. I I know that's kind of like that was a little bit intentional because I wanted to make sure I still got all of my stuff done. Well, I sure did enjoy being in the same uh, room with you, and I'm glad we're, we're Well, you back. got lunch delivered to you, so that was, was probably fun. It was very nice. It was very uh, nice. Yeah, I had a slow start to today. I haven't been sleeping well. You and I realized what? something that I just realized about myself. Well, I think maybe it's for everyone. I ate too much last night. Like, I, I ate past the point of full because we were watching the Golden Globes and, like, having a really good time. And then I tried to go to bed at the same time as I typically do but my body wasn't done digesting it properly okay because i had like a lot of gluten-free pizza last night i just the dairy-free cheese was weird i'll talk about that later okay. but like i um I, I realized i was like oh that's why i didn't sleep well last night yeah it's because my body wasn't done digesting so i was like super restless the whole night Anyways, all that to say, that was kind of just a fun observation. No, no, that uh, super fun. Not I really had fun. a blast. I had a blast. Baby, stop. It was just helpful. <laughs> no, that was helpful. So, feelings wheel. We, uh, okay, feelings wheel. I feel like I need a break from social media. I think I'm in that oh, spot. Oh, that's at the front of your brain today. That's at the front of my brain today because I, I'm, I'm outweighing the, is this benefiting me or, or do I just have an addiction to this? Like, Ooh. you know, when you, when you just really want to watch the office yeah, and you're like, yes, I need the office today. And it just makes you feel right at home. But then there are other than, times yes. it's playing and you're like, I'm not even paying attention to this. I'm literally sitting and staring at a screen and not taking any of it in. Right. I feel like I'm at that phase of social media, which is really comparative, really discouraged. And honestly, like, I don't. I don't know why I get so obsessed with it because mm -hmm. it just it has no impact on me in the in the grand scheme of things. Right. It's like a it's like a lottery of sadness for me. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird. Well, OK. What are you going to do knowing that today? Uh, I think it would be 
So we're, I think it would be helpful if I just took a step back from it. Like I still want to engage with it as far as like output is concerned because I like showing people what we're working on. Is that when you're on it the most? Because that's never, if I post something, I'm on it more than I am if I'm not posting something. Well, I think if I'm, what I need to do is figure out why exactly I'm posting. Like, or what exactly I'm hoping to get from this. Oh. Because I don't think I'm ever realistically thinking, oh, this is going to be the one that goes viral or whatever. Okay. I think it legitimately just, I, I just falsely get attached to it every time I go yeah. to post something. And see, my relationship right now with like my whole hashtag of Food Diaries with Aaron and also, is that the name of my <laughs> future health business possibly if you but met, also yeah, i wish you could have been in here because she did an and a hand gesture that was a hashtag with a peace did sign I? it was very hip yeah and my shirt has peace signs on it, it does but you went upwards peace sign and then you took it to the I side did? a hashtag yeah. a hashtag it was very impressive and then my shirt says love one another with two peace signs on it it's amazing that's cute it is very cute um th- cool but no i know that my social media relationship right now is that I am trying to figure out what my health and nutrition voice looks like. Yeah. So like every time I I post, I'm like, Oh, I'm one step closer to figuring out what that looks like for me. Yeah. I think for me though, it's, no, I know it's different. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But right now you are less around for social media stuff with what we're working on. And it's like, the idea is, do I, do I, lean into that or do I so it's just like it's a you're trying to get through a lot of filters before doing it yeah and it's a conundrum I'm I don't feel like dealing with we are getting new photos done this week and it's about time it's it's about time it's it's been like what like a year yeah I'm honestly like it's time to release some freaking music we need to release some freaking music yeah can I also set up an expectation really quick I wish you would I do think that we're gonna have to go ahead and go to the one the topic today and then after that topic we'll go to the other one do you see what i'm saying no okay (laughs) we're talking about two different things today and the thing with my friend i think we need to do first okay so a little bit different today in that i'm going to call one of my friends for this description in just a few minutes but this week today is march the first for us i know it's march the third for you but today's march the first it is the start of a month-long virtual irish music festival and so i am one of 27 participants in this irish festival and what it is is all of us have like a pretty significant musical background and we are participating in a fundraiser for it's called the Okobo Music Festival that happens every year in the summer in Colombia. And my friend Anna is one of the co-founders of this festival. And she's going to tell you more about it. I'm going to call her in just a minute. But they are trying to raise money for this festival. It is completely free for the students in the community to participate in this music festival every year. And so this online virtual festival that I am participating in is basically to raise awareness for that festival. And I'm really excited because I told, like they had like a, uh, like a, I get what's it called? Like a registration form that we had to fill out with like our bio, you know, what instrument we do and why we're doing this. And I kind of put in there that I'm doing it because 
I want my students to see my violin students to see me participate in a practice challenge myself, you know? So my goal, it's like a four week, you know, online thing. They give us an assignment every week of like what piece we can learn. And it's like a fiddle, like Irish traditional fiddling this month. And I've challenged myself to perform for my students every week. We're supposed to upload a video of us performing and I'm going to play for my students as well as like a personal challenge, but I will post about it on social media pretty soon. And there's a link to where people can donate to it, uh, through like my participation. And so I'm just excited about that. Cause I want to like do that. So yeah, if you're, you're going to hear me practice, I might, I, I think I should probably play for you at some point. I, I always love when you play for me. I think that's yeah. always, a, that's one of the gifts of being married to a musician. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited about it, but I just wanted to get Anna on the phone so that y'all can have like a better understanding of like what it looked like. So I'm literally going to call her right now. I know Anna from college. She was my stand partner a lot in orchestra. Her dad was the orchestra director of this, of the symphony that I played in. And she's just a really cool person. So let's see if she answers on time. <laughs> Is this good right here? That's perfect. Okay, cool. This is in, this is cool. What if I called my mom an accident? I just talked to her. Yeah. Anna, how are you? <laughs> Doing all right. That's great. What's going on? Um, you, I know what's going on, I guess. <laughs> you are, we are recording you. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes, I can. Love that. Okay. Anna, I've kind of already given them a brief background of like the the Irish festival that I'm participating in. Um, so, but I know you're going to do just like a way better job in general. Can you tell us a little bit about just what the Acoba Music Festival is in general? Yes, ma'am, I can. Okay, so the Acoba Music Festival, it started in 2018 and it began um, as a project, just a project proposal um, that uh, my friend Andrea and myself decided to propose for our arts administration class. Um, but it, it turned from a project into reality because we wrote a grant to the U.S. Embassy in Colombia, just kind of blindly wrote the grant, um, and we were approved. Um, the point of the festival is to offer opportunities to classically trained musicians, um, opportunities for them to experience and learn different genres of world music. So what we do is we bring professors from the United States over to different small cities in Colombia, and we provide workshops for the students to um, to to study whatever whatever type of world music that they want to to study that we're offering. Um, and um, another main reason that we do this is because they're they're generally cla uh, classically trained, and we wanted to provide them with um, something that would help them develop artistically and um, hopefully develop more musical freedom in their playing. Um, yeah, so that's what it is. And in addition to the 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 workshops, we also wanted to. Um, provide opportunities for the audiences there to experience uh different concerts and different types of world music that they may they they, they sorry that they do not have access to generally that is what it is that can you hear me yeah that's um that's awesome I, I as soon as you told me about this I super 
was all in for it and super supportive and was just like, how can I do this? And then you came up, y'all came up with this March Irish Festival to help raise awareness and raise funds for it, which I'm participating in. I'm a little bit nervous. I haven't checked my assignment today, but I'm excited. Um, I, yeah, I told, I was just telling Jeremiah that I've challenged myself to whatever I, so I end up recording my performances, right, for this festival. And I decided that I'm actually going to like play the tunes for my students that's also like another personal goal um just so that they can see me participate in something and I'm not just like telling them to participate in stuff and I'm not doing anything (laughs) so um anyway so thanks for that opportunity but anyways can you tell me a little bit about the thing that I'm participating in and also can you tell us a little bit about like if people decide to donate to it where does that money go yes Okay, so the March Irish Festival is, um, okay, so the Okobo Music Festival is the main festival. We have a segment of the Okobo Music Festival called Okobo Mundial, which is where we are trying to expand Okobo Music Festival, Okobo Music Festival's global reach. And uh, the March Irish Festival is a pilot of that program. Uh, We're trying to see how it works. um, And, you know, there's no real better time to do it than now. An entirely online festival to strengthen our online community and kind of see where that takes us. So Okobo Mundial will be a series of different world music festivals that are entirely online. Um, And the March Irish Festival is the pilot of that program. And in addition to that, it's serving as a fundraiser. So we're trying to raise $1,500, and those funds will go to registering a Kobo Music Festival as a nonprofit in the United States. And the reason we want to do that is because for the for the first two years, we operated basically with the U.S. Embassy grant in Colombia, and it's just it was it was very helpful. It was it provided us with the opportunity to do the festival, but it's just not enough, and we can't really expand. So we want to register it as a nonprofit in the United States, so we can open. Um, uh, ourselves up to more granting opportunities and we can provide more of uh, more opportunities for for Americans to go to Colombia and and experience um, the festival in person um, as well as just allowing us to to provide more scholarships for the people who are participating in a Koba music festival that is awesome I think uh, I think we covered everything that's and I think we'll probably post a link to where people can know where to donate if they'd like to. And I'll post about it on social media and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we'll post a link to that. Anna, thank you so much for answering these questions. And um, I'm going to go ahead and hang up on you. So I will, <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. I love old Anna. Isn't she great? <laughs> I know. I remember the first time that you guys met each other. Yeah, we're both a lot. And I thought that we would like be two, two bulls like, ramming each other yeah but we uh, we have i don't know we get along really well it was really weird we were in between the music building and subway do you remember this no and okay i remember so many weird details but i was like oh anna i do you want to meet jeremiah and she's like oh sure and it was like y'all both y'all hit it off though like and it was like a very easy conversation which was cool um anna is like me and anna are probably the most awkward people that we know of each other yeah, in each other's sure. lives. And so it was just cool to see her y'all navigate in like a cool way. And I, I was just, well, she's re- just been a really steady friend. Yeah. It's really funny. You always do this thing where you ask me the most obscure memories and then you make it seem like I have like amnesia. 
You're like, hey, do you remember that time? It was a (laughs) Thursday in 2008. We didn't know each other, but I was kismetly there around you. I have a strange, I have an oddly good sense of memory. Yeah. It's so good that if I don't remember anything remotely close to what you can remember, it sounds like I have a problem. No, it doesn't. It does. I don't Um, ever worry about that. Well, I do do love that it's, it's, it's... kind of focused on getting people to play other music that they're than just the stuff they're comfortable with. Yeah, so they're going to I think the next round, like the next virtual festival that they're doing is going to be like jazz music. Mm. And so uh yeah, I don't know how many of these I'm going to participate in, but I just I initially signed up just to kind of support her because she's been really supportive of us in our journey, but and I know Raising funds for something is a is a hard thing to do, right? Yeah, raising raising funds is hard. Playing out of your comfort zone is hard, and starting something is hard. And I didn't know they started this until this phone call. I didn't know that this was like a school assignment that turned into like real life, a real thing. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's amazing. That's really cool. And that's amazing that they started it just from scratch on their own, just in an effort to to bring this to other kids like to have give them educated in this way and i think that's so cool that's super awesome so yeah we will post a link if you'd like to donate if you donate that means that you get access to all of the 27 participants that i was talking about earlier like we all have to submit a video of us performing each piece like we do four different pieces throughout the week i mean the month and if you donate then you get access to watching those videos and there's like a lot of incredible musicians on that list uh present company included stop no you stop stop i'm actually a little bit nervous about it but yeah i went to school with a lot of the people that are signed up for this and they're amazing to say the least so anyways we'll post a link to donate if you if you feel so inclined if that's on your heart to do so um i know anna and her team would greatly appreciate it cool let's talk about golden globes you, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. So last night we did one of our favorite traditions. And like everything else in COVID, it was different and not as cool as it usually is. But Still had like a great day as a whole. We had a great day yesterday. Yeah. We were vibing pretty hard. But the Golden Globes were yesterday. And most of the Golden Globes were done virtually because of COVID, obviously. And... I still had a blast watching because I hate, and it's funny. I don't even like award shows. I Why? think I don't know. I think I get really excited because you get so excited, and I think oh, that's a lot of fun for me. I've always enjoyed the Oscars. Um, that's our that's our favorite one. That's our favorite. I I don't have a ton of memories with Golden Globes, but I still look up who won. Yeah, like the next day. I just I like the last year we watched all the movies. Yeah, there is only like very few that we did not watch off the Oscar list. We freaking went for it. We went now for this it. year, we did not go for did it. Did not go for <laughs> it in the slightest. Like, like they were like at the beginning of the show, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were the hosts, and they were like, "Yeah, this is basically what everyone's been watching through COVID." And I'm like, "Uh, did I not accomplish much TV watching during COVID?" Right. It's. I, and really, though? Yeah. The other thing that was interesting is it definitely seems like we've shifted into movies are not nearly as, like, hyped as the good TV shows are. Because I felt like the TV shows in this year and last year just had more 
overall excitement behind them. Yeah. And like some of the movies I hadn't even heard of. And I remember growing up, the the movies that won all the awards were like the big movies. And now it's like these really obscure movies. That you have to look on like an indie playlist for. Yeah, that well, like are playing in two theaters in a town you don't live in. And they're like super artsy and yeah. pr- and like provocative. And it's not even movies to be enjoyed. Mm. I, the joke that was really funny last night is like, yeah, like the think of it this way. Like a TV show is like something you're willing to sit down and watch five hours, like not at a time like not five hours at a time but you're willing to commit to like five hours separately but then a movie is like you can't commit to the two hours in front of your tv yeah and i do that all the time i do that all the time yeah, yeah Amy i'm Poehler always like i'm that joke well I, I i delivered it terribly but i it's funny though because if you are watching a tv show like i i blew through firefly lane and I've sat down to watch an hour of it and then i'm three hours in yeah i've watched three seasons <laughs> of breaking bad in a week. Yeah, but why does a movie feel like such a commitment whenever you're going to binge a show? Well, I think there's freedom when it comes to TV. Like, with all the technology we have. Like, you feel like you can stop. Yeah, because I literally draw a bubble bath, put my phone on... Oh, yes. No, I know. Yeah, I put my phone on the hot and shower uh, nozzles. I still don't know how your phone is still alive. Well, not to brag, it's the iPhone ten, and it's waterproof. No, no, but you dropped it off of our balcony last week. I basically threw it off of our balcony, and it dropped onto concrete, and I ran down and picked it up, and it was fine. You also prop it up on our oven vent while you're cooking? False. Your aunt gave us this weird magnetic phone case. It's a magnet. And it... And it literally sticks to the top of our oven. When I'm cooking, I can watch Breaking Bad. I just picture you dropping it in hot oil and just like your phone has been through everything. But another thing really quick about like committing to a TV show versus a movie. A movie almost feels like a book whenever you're like, oh, man, I'm already halfway through. Like sometimes you just don't finish a book because of the length of it. Right. No, that doesn't make any sense because that could be the same for a show. I'll stop. No, I, 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 I disagree. When, especially when we started dating and now even it comes up, but we'll watch a movie and every time we get halfway through, you go, how much is left? No way. Regardless of how good the movie is. No way. It could be freaking there will be blood and you're like, how much is left? Why do I do that? I don't know. But you you don't do it with TV. You like, we're going through Modern Family and you never look and like how much is left. And I think it's because there are breaks in TV where you can stop, you can take a bathroom break, whatever. Right. But if it's a movie, you got to be glued to it. And it well, you have to like focus. Well, yeah. Also, Modern Family has been really fun. It's been super fun. But we also went to the movies for the first time. Ooh. And we went to see. Don't hate us. Don't hate us. We had a great time. There was us and two other people in the movie theater. And I might go to the movie theater by myself this week. There I yeah. said it. Uh, but we went to see The Breakfast Club, and it was amazing. How how have we not seen that? I've never even – I've seen one or two clips in the form of GIFs or GIFs. Me too. I've just seen the dancing, yeah, the like girls whenever dancing. It, whenever it came when it, to those scenes, I was like, oh, that's what this is from. I just remember the dancing scene. I remember um, the scene where they smoke weed and the little nerdy guy is like trying to eat it. Does the smoke thing? Yeah, yeah does the blowfish thing. I, okay, so growing up, I saw Molly Ringwald's other big hit was 16 Candles. Which and I've I seen that. I haven't seen either. You haven't seen that. I've seen that several times. But apparently, 16 Candles came out a year before Breakfast Club. Yeah. 
And so that was just that era where I was like, oh, no, I think I've seen Breakfast Club that has that redheaded chicken. Like, I had assumed that I'd seen it because I thought it was just very similar. But then whenever we got to the theater and actually, like, watched it, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I I could not get over how most of the movie was shot in one room. And, just in the library. And the only thing moving the story forward or was really great dialogue. Was dialogue. That was it. Their conversation was amazing. Yeah. And we went to see – so the movie theater, I asked the lady uh, at the front. I was like, hey, is, has it been packed at all since COVID? And she said, we've never broken 100 people since COVID. In a day. In a day. And that is so bananas because that's not even one full theater. In a 24-hour time frame. Right. That is bananas. That is But it. so we, it was the flashback Friday thing, and we went at a matinee. So there yeah. was literally, like, no one in it the theater. It was so wonderful. But they did this, like, pre-show, hey, here's what The Breakfast Club movie is. Movie trivia. And I loved that. I loved that. Because the song, the iconic song at the beginning and end of the movie. Yes. And they also talked about uh, Molly Ringwald and her, like, rise to fame. And then the guy that played... Um, the super cool, like, daring guy, and how he was a member of the Rat Pack. I can't remember his name right now. Me neither. But the the movie just made me remember why I love movies. Yeah. And, like, there were so many memorable moments. The music was killer. And we laughed a lot. The soundtrack was interesting. Yeah. Anytime someone had an emotional moment, they had this very 80s, almost mellotron vibe that went on in the background, like yeah. a very spacey type thing. And... At the beginning of the movie, there's a, there's so much silence. Yeah, I agree with that. That was just so well done. So well done. And I, like, there there's a band called the Molly Ringwalls. There is... Wait. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're, like, she's mentioned in a ton of songs. And I thought she was the biggest actress of all time. And I thought whenever you said Molly Ringwald was in it, I was going to be like, oh my gosh, that's Molly Ringwald. But I was like, I've never seen her before. You haven't? No. Like, I... Because I I was born in ninety, that movie came out in eighty five yeah. or something. She's just, she's she has such an iconic look, and she was what's that the show um something teenager like the teenage mom I don't know she's, but she's the mom com- yeah it, but. so she's coming back and she's in a new show and someone told me that she is like a jazz singer now, which is which is I guess. Really? Yeah, I don't know if she went away for a while to like figure her life out because I'm sure being a childhood star is the worst. Tough, yeah. I'm sure it's because she she has a very iconic look and she looks exactly the same as a grown up. Yeah, that's wild. But like Emilio Estevez is one of the main characters. He's the jockey guy, and he had a Wait. great career. He's the, he was the wrestler. The jo- he was the wrestler, and he is Charlie Sheen's stepbrother. Step half brother. Half brother. They look exactly like it was weird. Yeah, super weird. But he was in it, and I grew up. Like, one of the first movies I ever fell in love with was The Mighty Ducks. Mm -hmm. And he was the coach in The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And he looks like a baby in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. So seeing that was really cool to me. But as I was watching The Golden Globes, I got out and we're seeing all these trailers. I was like, all these movies look so sad. Yeah. Like, every single one of them. I mean, mean, we did the Oscar journey last year, and it was a sad journey. (laughs) It was a sad journey. Yeah, it was dark. Like, I remember watching... Joker, yeah, and being like, "What am I getting out of this?" Me too. This is brutal. It's yeah. So also, I just started smiling to myself. I'm sorry because I just thought of Tracy 
Jordan. Uh, whenever he said <laughs> he went to present last night, you should watch the clip because it's really for funny. best animated film for best animated film and Soul won, and he opens it and he goes, and the winner is, is it Saul. Saul. <laughs> or like Saul? Saul? Like he had never he seen like, the word written before. Yes, and he's he's <laughs> and <laughs> he cracked up at himself. He cracked up at himself, which made it so adorable. That's worth a YouTube search. But there were some really What's his cringy name? Tracy moments. Morgan? Tracy Morgan. You want to say Tracy Jordan because we love Thirty Rocks. So That's much. why I said that. Okay. But it was really funny because Tina Fey made a callback to to that joke Saul. later, <laughs> and she said, uh, "Tracy Jordan tra- or Tracy Morgan pronouncing it Saul." That brings me back to being on Thirty Rock. Or what? Yeah, because yeah, they worked together for like seven years. But he like whenever he just was like staring at the envelope after he said it, and he was like, <laughs> like that he was just very like very precious. Oh, it was so good. But there were some really cringy moments. So. Cringy. Cringy. And I usually don't cringe at award shows. I'm just bored. Well, I get you do get a little cringy whenever they're playing. They still do the exit or the wrap it up music. How even have on we Zoom. not figured out a better move? I don't know, because it's like the people at the beginning of the show get significantly more time. Yes, because then they start like at, trying to play catch up. Oh, it's so oh, it's so awkward. So the the very first award, the guy from Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't yeah. I don't remember his name, but he is like the very handsome British guy. Yeah. And he goes to accept his award. His mic isn't on. And it's like really like Laura Dern is like, sorry, guys, we had we, you know, we're having technical difficulties. And it cuts back to his screen and he just starts saying, you're doing me dirty. You're doing me dirty. Don't cut cut this off. And then he finally gets to tell his speech or whatever. And it was so that was the first cringy thing. Yeah. And then uh, Catherine O'Hara had a weird moment, had a really weird moment with her husband. That was super weird. So weird. I don't know what was going on with their phone. And then, you know, what was strange to me is that some people decided to be on Zoom completely alone. And then others had their whole family with them. The entire family. So like that almost whenever you saw someone with their whole family, like celebrating and all like crying from joy, like whatever from winning. Whenever I saw someone alone, it was almost like sad. Yeah. Well, 100%. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm supposed to feel sad, but the female... It, there was three female directors in the category of best director, which was like the first time that happened, which was awesome. Yeah. And a female director won. I think she was the director of Nomadland. Is yep. that right? Her speech was short, concise, to the point, amazing. Yes. And she was, and it was mostly focused on like, this is what we were trying to do with this, this story. This is the purpose of this film. Yeah. Thank you for supporting it. Yeah. And it was beautifully done. But I would yeah. say of all the movies that I saw, that one was the one that interested me the most because I know a little bit of the backstory on it. And it reminds me of oh. us in that we're always kind of like on the run. Oh, we do need to see it, but it does look kind of sad. It looks so sad. Uh, but the other, the my, my probably biggest cringe moment was Jason Sudeikis accepting his award. Oh, man. That was brutal. What in the world was happening? I think he was hammered. Had it not been for... Um, Don Cheadle Don literally Cheadle, saying, hey, dude, like, wrap it up. To wrap it up. Like, because that broke the tension of it. Um, the movie that I want to see is the Billie Holiday movie. Oh, yeah, we got to. Because she won Best Actress. And she had and a Tiny she Desk concert. So she had a Tiny Desk. Oh, so did she actually sing? I don't know. I need to... I, need to, I think her name's... Andre Day, isn't that her name? I don't know. Something like that. But, but she, she was so genuine and she was so excited. Yeah, but I have a feeling she's going to be like a superstar. Like we're, I mean, we're like entering her era now. It definitely feels like it. Yeah, and Anya uh, Joy, uh, the girl from Queen's Gambit, Yeah, she had a big year too. She was all over every... I didn't, I didn't realize how many things she was in. Yeah, and she, like my the first thing I'd seen her in was the Queen's Gambit. So seeing her that blonde 
was insane. Because she has it like looked, iconic red hair. It looked very fake. It yeah. looked so fake. But she's in Peaky Blinders. She's in uh, what's the I don't know what that Emma Emma. That's like the historical piece. Okay. And then she had Queen's Gambit, and like all those things were up for awards this year. She was Dang. all over stuff. Dang, she looks young too. Yeah, but. but I had a good time. We I think it's just something that you and I made a tradition because we just love spending that because time we love together. TV. We love TV, but that's we, what what this podcast is inspired by. It's just like loving things, and that's one of the things that we really love. It is Jeremiah. It is. I'm surprised we spent we watched the whole three hour shindig last night, but we did an Oscars party last year, and we're gonna do that again this year. But it's in April now. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited too. Okay. Well, what's something that you're super into this week? Oh man, I was gonna say. The Akobo Music Festival. <laughs> and then, well, um, okay. Can I say... Do we need to call Anna back? Let's call her back. Let's and, call her back. And she'll tell me. Uh, I've been just like so into shopping lately for oh. clothes. My sister got me a skirt as like a surprise treat, which is... She doesn't do that often Do you or like so ever. Can we give some backstory? You and I oh. did a very rare... Uh, spend a thon yesterday. Yesterday was so fun. Yes. We, you and I never go, hey, do you want to just go like spend some money? And we did. And we did. And I, I'm interested. Do you have buyer's remorse? A little, but I'm, it helps that I'm wearing one of the outfits that I bought right now. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have to get new photos made, but we, we were legitimately like, hey, we need to, uh, we need to get out of the house. We need to spend some time together. It was a beautiful day, and I was like, I went on, did we go on a walk together? It was just so sweet. Like, the whole day time. was really sweet. And on the way home from the walk, I was like, wow, I'm really impressed that we're not going anywhere today and spending any money. Like, we're just staying at home all day. And then we were like, no, we've got to we've got to start charging it. And it I mean, granted, we do need some new things, and it wasn't just like, oh, let's just do this just for the heck of it. Um, I do need to, I have a little bit of guilt for not getting rid of some of my clothes before I went shopping. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, you got time to do that now. I think I'll do that tonight. Yeah. The, what thing, are you, the thing I'm super into your is your shorts, your killer shorts. Nope. Uh, Japanese whiskey. There it is. So uh, I joined a whiskey club, mm -hmm. which, or we both we. did. Yeah, we both did. Your girl is... drinks whiskey neat now. <laughs> I do. I can say no, that. No, I know. I saw it. I oh watched gosh. it happen. So I've always been fascinated, and I've liked whiskey since I was like 25. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's very specific. <laughs> well, the, my first experience with whiskey was not good. Uh, I yeah. I grew up. Uh, with a with an alcoholic father, he's I mean a recovered alcoholic. So uh, drinking in my house was uh, like not very usual. And when I say not very, it like it just didn't happen. So I didn't really come in contact with alcohol until college, and I avoided it just because like it kind of you know had a bad taste in my mouth from growing up with it. But I started getting more comfortable. I started seeing that you know, these people could, could handle it and it was fine. Uh, my friend Jimmy, who we have a song about was like, dude, uh, let me introduce you to alcohol. And I was like, I'm here for it. Oh my it. gosh. Full circle. Full circle. And no, he, I mean, because what did y'all watch together? What did we watch together? Modern family. Oh, babe. Oh my goodness. How do you remember that? And I don't, you've told the story a bunch. Have I? So he got a, a maker's mark, but it was like the family size. And he got Domino's Pizza, and we just went 
town. We went to town. and No, it's went town. It's went town. <laughs> and we went town. And I did not know what my limit was. And offset with the pizza, I just did not know what the storm that was to come for me. If Jay doesn't have a restrict, like if Jay has unlimited anything, you get a the restrictions are no, no, no. Like the balance is just very skewed for you. Yes. I think if there's an unlimited thing, anything in front of you, you're gonna be like, someone has to tell me when to stop. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I love you, but like that's why I like gave you today. I part of your lunch was chips and guacamole, and instead of giving you the bag of chips, I put your chips on a plate. No, no, and. I, I'm down to clown to the point of failure. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah. That's my that's my overall D- vibe. You're down to clown to the point of discomfort. Yes. So anyway, um, I woke up and I'm pretty sure I had alcohol poisoning because I did not know what I was doing. And I just, it was the first time I'd ever experienced that. Did you like then text I, everyone in your phone? I, t- I went through, I mean, we're talking about like crazy text messages. Yeah. I did all the things. And needless to say, I took about a a year break from it because I was like, oh, cool. I'm not doing that again. And then like slowly I started like learning what beer was like. Anyway, this is way too long of a story. I've fallen in love. Some would call this an errand story. Yes. I've fallen in love with whiskey culture. That's like the only thing I drink. Mm -hmm. And I I joined this whiskey club and it's basically you give a – someone gets a bottle. They do a presentation on it. We all sip it. We talk about it. It's the most pretentious thing. It's so cool because, like, I like that we all said what we smelled, what we tasted, the aftertaste, and we all talked about the tasting notes. And then you told us after we all said it out loud, then there's a slide in the presentation that was like, these are what the actual tasting notes are. And so you could see how accurate your palate was. Those, that is like my dream as a foodie. Yeah. So I ended up getting assigned to do the first presentation and I did it on Japanese whiskey. Well, no, we're just new to the club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're new to the club and I presented on Japanese whiskey and my favorite writer is Japanese. And I was, that's literally the only thought I put into it was like, Oh, maybe there's something there. And I, I had a blast. It was a really fun hang. It was like in this dude's backyard and it was just like these friends and we're like sniffing whiskey. And it was just a great time. It was so cool. And everyone was so respectful of me not being like a whiskey buff. And they like asked me, like they were just very kind and like very receiving of what I had to say about it. Yeah. So I want to tell some of the facts that I... Can you please, especially the ones that like came out last week? Yeah. So Japanese whiskey is a lot like scotch because it has very similar climate. And the guy that basically fathered Japanese whiskey is Masataka uh, Teresa. I can't say his name. Uh, But he went and studied in Scotland. I promise I'm going to get off of this really quick. And then he came back, started a distillery, and him and his big rival eventually, uh, Tori Sun, who started the uh, whiskey Sun Tori, uh, they built the whiskey, Japan, blah, 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 blah. The thing that's really you interesting... You don't have to skip all that because now it's even more confusing than it was. Before. Okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, here's some of the things that I think is the most fun. Yeah. Uh, Japanese whiskey got into high acclaim because of Bill Murray. Because in Lost in Translation, he does a fake ad for the Whiskey Sun Tour. It wasn't really popular before then. Yeah. And it blew up. That was in 2003. That was in 2003. And two weeks ago, mm-hmm. they d- established more stringent rules on what it means to be official Japanese whiskey. Uh-huh. So the whiskey I bought and presented on 
actually turned out to not be official Japanese whiskey because it did not meet all the guidelines. So interesting. So interesting. That was this, not the Santorini. No, Suntory. Suntory. Yes. What did I just say? You said Santorini. Whoops. Suntory. My girl be thinking about Greece right now. But can I say Suntory was my favorite that I tried of the night. That's the one that you love. We tried a few different kinds. Because Japanese whiskey is uh, floral and light, and it's very nice. And the one I got was 100 proof and very dark, because that's what I like. Very. Yeah. So um, th- there's a lot of missing pieces in that story. Yes. Sorry. I I, just, um, I felt myself boring people. No. Like if you're going to tell a fact, you better tell it. I'll, okay. I'll tell it. Whatever. Well, because I think all we got from that was that Bill Murray drank it in a movie. And if you need anything else, you have too many needs because that. that you gets, have too many needs. Too many needs. Okay. Well, that was good. Um, let's post a link for my friend Anna's music festival yep. if you'd like to donate even five dollars helps them get to their goal of 1500 yep um i will post oh i think i will post my video of me performing it this week every that's week amazing. i think that's going to be my goal cool okay, um babe. i love you i love you okay see you soon okay, okay.